In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Last week we have the meditation of Holy Thursday, and obviously we changed the topics we're following because we consider the Eucharist, institution of the Eucharist and priesthood, and you even had uh, the prayer or meditation with adoration of the Blessed Sacrament in that remarkable day. But now you go back to the cycle you are having considering St. Joseph and following the teachings of Pope Francis in the letter he wrote about St. Joseph. Uh, we are about to finish maybe today and, and the next one. Um, some of you have been coming consistently and maybe you remember last time we spoke about St. Joseph um, we said uh, how uh, for interior healing, the first stage is to accept our personal history and even embrace the, the things that we did not choose. Uh, obviously, I'm referring to things that perhaps hurt us, make us suffer. And by the way, uh, you may have understood that this uh, uh, following uh, St. Joseph in a series of meditations is very important for us as male characters because St. Joseph is a, a male character in the Bible of the first degree and as males followers of Jesus Christ we follow him according to our condition as in your case young men and he gives a lot of insight everybody has to do with, uh, has to deal with uh, suffering, with the contradictions in the life, things unexpected that happen, challenges, and uh, we are prepared. Sometimes uh, we need healing, but this healing, as Pope Francis says in his letter, goes through accepting it. it what happened? now makes part of my history. I integrate it in my history. That's what St. Joseph really did. Uh, would be wrong and even uh, like immature, immature um, character to be always keep complaining because this thing happened. Okay, happened. Now what I'm going to about this makes now already, I cannot change. It makes part of my history and I going to react and I thought this is the first step, accept and even embrace the things that happen in our lives that we did not choose but still happened. But over this we have to add uh, another important element that Pope Francis points to St. Joseph and calls Creative courage, creative courage. 
it means the way we deal with those difficulties. Because in the face of a difficulty, we can either walk away, forget, or somehow engaging with it, dealing with it. Uh, uh, because uh, it's not rare, I would say, often difficulties bring out resources that we did not even think we had. And that's why God really permits them, because it can bring the best of, of us. How many beautiful stories we see in people when there is a disaster like an earthquake or tsunami, and how people go out of themselves to help, to contribute, and we can read about beautiful stories. That person or kid, it was discovered in the middle of the destruction of an earthquake, but the father doesn't stop looking for him and so on, and eventually finds it still alive when everyone was telling, no, forget it, and so on, and like that, many other stories. When you read in the Gospels, it's mainly Matthew, and look about Jesus as a young person, even a newborn baby, um, and seeing that he was already persecuted so early, and yet to be born in a place that was not the best, a place for animals, um, we could ask ourselves, uh, why didn't God acted, act in a more direct way, a more clear way, solving this, the, the difficulties? And you have to see, no, God really was acting, but he was acting through events and people. Everything we saw in those narratives of Jesus' infancy is really about this. See, and precise Joseph is the person that is chosen by God, of course, to guide the beginning of the history of redemption in the fullness of times. Joseph was this, we could call miracle, in between brackets, if you want, by which God saves the child and his mother. God intervened, of course, but intervened through a person, this person was Joseph. Then God acted, how? By trusting Joseph's creative courage. If you think about this, you can realize how many good uh, insights you can bring from this. Uh, he arrived in Bethlehem for the census. Mary was about to give birth. He couldn't find a proper lodging for her to give birth. And he was just eventually found a stable. And as best as he could, of course, you can think otherwise, he turned it the best possible welcoming home for the Son of God into the world. God that took flesh was coming to the world and was born. In that place, he, he took initiative and uh, didn't stop or didn't remain doing nothing, just complaining and know it. Um, when he was faced with imminent danger from Herod, who wanted to kill Jesus, the child, the child Jesus, very vulnerable, 
God warned Joseph again in a dream to protect the child and he rose in the middle of the night to prepare the flight into Egypt. God just say, take the child and his mother, go to Egypt. Because Herod wants to kill the, the newborn baby. And what way he would took, what he could take with him, God didn't, didn't tell any of these details because he trusted Joseph. He trusted the creative courage of Joseph. Let's do it. You have to run away. And he, he think by himself how to do the best in the best way, and he fled. Um, yes, if you read these stories, perhaps in a superficial way, maybe you one can think that at the end can sarcastically think that ah, at the end the world is on the hands of the strong and the mighty. But no, the good news of the gospel consists precisely in showing that for all the arrogance and violence of worldly powers, God always finds a way to carry out his plan. God always finds a way. And many times, through a person, a chosen person, it's been happening for long times. Um, even uh, just to tell you what can happen uh, is a, a thing of the history of Christianity, how God even uses difficult things to to save. Um, you must have heard about the Napoleon and this, the French Revolution and spreading. And that revolution was very atheistic, very against the church, but God used it to take out a big danger for the church itself because certain powers were trying to create more local churches, national churches against the universal church, like in Austria, the Josephism, in France, the Calicanism, and so on. It was something spread, and then the French Revolution, Napoleon was conquering all those empires, and this uh, danger disappeared. Others can, but God always finds a way. Um, well, if it's so, uh, we can also think that sometimes in our lives uh, we think that we are at the mercy of the powerful, and yet God shows us what counts. Seems to us, my, when my life is not valuable, it uh, it can be so uh, difficult, whatever, but God uh, uh, keeps attention to our lives. Huh? Uh, God always finds a way to save us. Don't forget, never forget it. But, or provide it, we show the same creative courage 
that St. Joseph show, uh, showed that carpenter, Joseph, was able to turn a problem into a possibility. How? Trusting always in divine providence, trusting always that God would not abandon him. Then he could face the challenges. Uh, turn the problem into a possibility. Once I heard in a conference that um, the Japanese, the Japanese language has no word for problem. They did not have a word that speaks of problem. The word that they use for problem is the word opportunity. Then you can imagine the psychology, and of course they are great achievers. They have, a, I mean, after being destroyed by a war, they became a powerful economy in the world and hardworking and so on. Because of course, problem is an opportunity. People that grow or it's they are very learning their language with this idea. You can imagine how what can achieve. But this is precisely what we see in the life of St. Joseph and this creative power I always felt till the beginning that St. Joseph tells us that our interior healing uh, comes by uh, accepting and even embracing things that happen in our lives that made us suffer, but they become part of our history and, and it helps us to heal accepting them, they happened. Now, what I'm going to do with this? And the second step I'm speaking now, looking to the example of St. Joseph, is this creative courage, capacity of transforming a problem into an opportunity or a possibility, as the, the Pope says in his letter. Because it's true, sometimes it seems that God is not helping us. Um, but, for sure, and this is consolation of our faith, we must be aware that this doesn't mean we have been abandoned. Contrary, we have to think, God is trusting me, letting me have this problem, is is trusting in me. I would say three things. To plan, to be creative, and to find solution for the problem. See, complain no. Okay, God wants me, wants to me to face this challenge, this difficult situation, and he, he wants me to plan, to be creative, and to find solutions ourselves for this problem. Uh, in the Gospels, we find something similar, the, what we could call creative courage. You remember, because even we commented it more than once. Uh, once Jesus was in a village or sitting in Galilee, he was preaching, and was that Tao uh, paralytic, and his friends think Jesus can heal this guy. He's doing so many good things, so many miracles. He can heal. They came to the the place where Jesus is teaching, but the house is crowded. So many people wanted to listen to our Lord and 
like drinking his words and receiving his teaching, amazed. He's so credible, they can pass, of course, with stature and to, to bring the man in front of Jesus. What they do? Because the house in Israel was like touched roofs. They go to the, the roof, but not like ours here, inclined, but just flat. And they open the thatch, the, the cane that was there and so on, and they, with ropes, they put a paradise in front of Jesus. And uh, uh, Jesus, the gospel says, is beautiful. This is described by St. Luke. You can read it if you want to look. Chapter 5, verses 17, 26. Jesus, seeing the faith of those friends of the paralytic, he said to the man, friend, your sins are forgiven you. See, the Jesus recognized the creative faith of those friends who sought to bring their friend to Jesus and didn't stop in front of the difficulty. They could have said, oh, and you come some other day. Right? No, just this. It was so strong that they took the initiative. Uh, in the Gospels, we are not told for how long Mary, Joseph, and child Jesus were in Egypt. Jesus was really an uh, inhabitant of our continent, truly. Uh, but obviously, we can figure that they need to eat, they need to find a home, they need to have, Joseph need employment to make ends of month meet. Uh, they were facing concrete problems. As any family, and especially more people, that because of migrants, sometimes wars, sometimes economic needs, go to other country. Um, that's why uh, also the Pope says he considers Saint Joseph uh, a special patron for all those who have to leave their lands because of war, hatred, persecution, or poverty. Uh, but what we see is that at the end of every account in which Joseph plays a role, and you know, there are not very many in the Gospel, of course, um, the Gospel tells us that he gets up takes the child and his mother and does what God commanded it to do, putting his own initiative, creative spirit in fulfilling what was commanded. Uh, and as it was for Joseph, we have to consider Jesus and his mother are the most precious treasure that we have in our faith as Christians. Because and this also links to the Church. In the divine plan of salvation, the Son, the incarnate Word, God made man, is inseparable from his mother, from Mary. And Mary advanced in a pilgrimage of faith and faithfully persevered in her union with the Son until 
the moment, standing by the cross, as we have represented here in this Rerevus, courageously uniting our immense pain, difficult to conceive. There is a, a hymn that uh, puts in, in the lips of Mary to the passers-by, look and see, there is, there is any pain like my pain, because it was a son dying with those horrific sufferings and pains. Mary is constantly united to her son, Mary. Then this is also, because I'm speaking of Joseph as an example for us, especially male Christian, male Catholics, if you want, that wants to live their faith according to what they are, biologically and psychologically as males, See if we are ourselves protecting Jesus and Mary, like Joseph, because mysteriously, yes, but we have to realize that Mary and, and Jesus were also entrusted to our own responsibility, each one of us. To care for them, to save keeping them. See, the Son of God, who is almighty, who is infinite, uh, no, no one can oppose him. However, this Son of God, God himself, came to the world in a state of great vulnerability, apparent weakness. And so we need to be defended, protected, Carefully, even raised, and the man chosen by it was Joseph. God trusted Joseph, and also the mother of the Son of God, the incarnate man, also trusted Joseph very much because she found in him someone who not only could save her life, but would always provide for her and for a child. I told you in the very first meditation in this cycle, that as men, even our brain is wired to be providers. And we don't need to change this. Forget those gender theories and so on, that just make everything blur. You know, not anymore. I'm a man or what I'm. You are a man. And as a man, you are a provider. Don't be afraid of this. You feel fulfilled one day you have to provide for whatever, for the church, for for a family, wife and kids, and so on. It's your as man is your is your role. And it's not going to change, yeah. Um, but this also uh, is could be very inspiring for us because uh, of course having this role of being provided and caring for Mary and her child, which Jesus, God made man, then Joseph couldn't but be the guardian of the church. Um, why? Because the church is the continuation of the body of Christ in history until the end of times. And even Mary's motherhood 
is reflected in the motherhood of the church. Um, uh, then Joseph continues to protect the child and his mother. And uh, we, by our love for the church, like Saint Joseph, have to continue to love the child and his mother. Because that's what it is in the church. And this brings even a sense of responsibility. What I am doing to make the church more pure, more holier, uh, more one, more apostolic, more Catholic, the, these essential notes of the church, I'm, I, what I'm doing to strengthen the, the life of those who are already Catholics in the church or helping others to understand the beauty and the church that comes from Jesus Christ, from God. This child Jesus protected later on when he was preaching and precisely founding the church, went on saying, as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Matthew 25, chapter 25, verse 40. Which means that every poor, needy, suffering, dying person, every stranger, every prisoner, every, every sick person, is the child whom Joseph continues to protect. And that's why also St. Joseph is invoked in uh, many places, as protected of the unfortunate, of the needy, of the exiles, of the afflicted, the poor, and even the dying. Uh, we entrust Joseph. Joseph is con, uh, uh, considered is 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 a pattern for a good death. A death in the faith, in the love of God, leads us to heaven. Uh, and that's why the church also cannot fail to have special love for the least of our brothers and sisters. The church has a special, we call preferential in the documents of the love for the poor, not exclusive. Church lives everybody, and if a person is wealthy, when the church reminds that person the responsibility that he or she has with that wealth to do good, to improve society, and so on, in itself is not a sin, and people are not excluded from the church. But Still, the church has a preferential love for the, the poor and want to motivate everybody to support them, helping them to improve their situation. And we can learn from St. Joseph also the same care, the responsibility. Then, uh, concluding, let's ask our Mother Mary. Uh, spouse of Joseph, according to the law, that we may learn to love the charges and marry yourself, to, we may love the sacraments and the charity that we find in the church, and we may 
how to make love the church every time more and the poor. Because each one of these realities is precisely the child and his mother. Joseph took care of them and we, imitating St. Joseph, want to, uh, to do the same. Uh, taking care of the church, we take, we take care of the child and his mother, and we ask precisely Mother Mary to help us to achieve this goal and to be more like St. Joseph. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel intercede for me.